TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate it. It is 7.05 on this Thursday morning. It's the 26th day of October 2023. I'm John Reed and glad you're with us here. On News Radio WRVA. So, God, thank God we got a Speaker of the House of Representatives. And of course, everybody's so excited, so excited. All the Democrats voted for that crazy um, uh, left wing wacko who's the leader of their caucus, um, I Joaquin mean, uh, Jeffries. I mean, that guy, if he becomes the Speaker of the House, we're in big trouble. Um, I mean, he could because he's not even a moderate Democrat. There's nothing moderate about him. I think he makes Nancy Pelosi look like a little old church lady. So it's interesting to me that the Democrats vote in unison. There is no ability to, you know, venture out on your own. All of these, you know, Abigail Spanberger, I guess she voted for him. So I'm not, I'm not interested in hearing Abigail Spanberger run her mouth anymore about how moderate she is. I don't give a damn whether she comes on the show anymore or not. I've just given up on that. You know, this, this lady's not a moderate. She's a total phony. She's running for governor. <laughs> so uh, when, you, when you cast votes like this, I have to hold you accountable for it. Don't run your mouth around Richmond talking about what a moderate you are and how you're such a nice lady and you're really concerned about families. But then when push comes to shove, you go with your you go with your party with the radical elements of your party. You know, I'm sick of that. Completely sick of it. But now the Republicans after you know, I guess we could debate whether this was a, a wonderful thing or not. I, I, you know, I don't know what the back and forth was with Kevin McCarthy, but <laughs> you shut, you didn't shut down the government. You didn't, you didn't effectively change the budgeting situation in the United States because you didn't want the bad publicity, and ultimately you knew you weren't going to get anything accomplished. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, I, I get it. If you can't actually achieve what you're trying to achieve, then you have to make a calculation as to whether the PR element is worth it. And the truth is you're going to get clobbered by the national media, which was going to make you look bad. So, okay, but now we've had all of this bad publicity about Republicans not getting their act together. I mean, I hope this new speaker is going to be great. Seems seems good. I guess I, I've had a bunch of people who've said, John, you're just not paying close enough attention. This guy is really solid. Okay, great. That would be terrific. We'll find out in the, what, 
20 more days before the next government shutdown <laughs> comes. And then eventually we're going to find out when the government of the United States collapses because we're playing with such uh, tremendous deficits that it's this is just unsustainable. I mean, I guess at some point everybody's going to wake up to that. But okay, uh, good. We can move on from that. Fortunately, even in the chaos in Virginia on occasion, we are required to have a balanced budget. Thank goodness for that, because the Democrats would have spent us into oblivion here, too, if that wasn't the case. And we have been fortunate to have long-term committed legislators who have risen to the level of Speaker of the House of Delegates, like Kirk Cox, who is back with us today. Uh, he's now uh, head of the uh, Higher Education Council uh, here in Virginia, and uh, Speaker Cox, I appreciate you coming on. What, what, real quick before we talk about the reason you actually are on with us today, do you, did you have a reaction uh, watching what was going on in Washington from a distance over the last couple of weeks? And good morning. Well, good morning, John. Sure, I, you know when I was speaker, it was a fifty-one forty-nine majority. So I, boy, I understand that. But you know, the good news is I think we held together on all but one vote. So it's key for your caucus to be united. Uh, it, it's not a good look for three weeks. Uh, I will say this: you remember this well, John. We got Bill Howe out of that process when we had sort of a similar circumstance fifteen years ago, and he went on to be speaker for like fourteen years. So uh, hopefully. You know, Mike Johnson's going to be just solid and, you know, move move forward. Now, I think with all the consternation now, uh, Republicans sort of know over the next two or three months, they got to be laser focused on, you know, getting their stuff down. I don't think you'll see the smaller protests come up, et cetera, within the caucus. Because I think they know there's been some damage there. So my hope is, I mean, they got to get to the real thing, you know, the, you know, Israel and obviously this budget, et cetera. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your reason for appearing with us, because you, you've been uh, pretty disciplined over the last several months, not wading into the political fights here. I'm sure you've you've still been supportive of people that you have a relationship with in Virginia, but you've been very disciplined about focusing on your new job as the head of the Virginia Business Higher Education Council. And I understand there's an event today called Learning to Earning with the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, so what we're all about is, and this is a positive thing that's going on on college campuses, we need some positive stuff. And that is, and John, you agree with this, I mean, we need to focus on business. What does business need? We've got 50% of small businesses that say they can't fill jobs. Look, the talent comes from your community colleges and your colleges. And one of the things we're really trying to focus on, what we call affordable talent pathways and internships. So the key here is, can we align with what business is doing? Can we align the curriculum? Can we get students really good, meaningful paid internships? And I think you've been through internships. I've been through internships. If you get one in your field of study, especially in these high-demand fields, a lot of times that employer is going to say, man, that's a really good employee. I'm going to hire them. And one of our big problems is we've got so many students leaving the state. Um, you know, the Wall Street Journal poll was shown, I think, on higher ed nationally. A lot of people think a lot of times that kids do not have the skills they need and they're not getting the jobs they need. So the Business Council is laser focused on, man, let's make Virginia the leader on keeping talent, make them the leader in making sure that we have an internship for every single, a paid internship for every single student in this chosen field and really get them the skills he needs. That's what that's what universities should be about. So I'm excited about that challenge. You know, I've been in 
K-12 as a teacher and sort of higher ed my whole career. So it's a, uh, it's a worthwhile challenge. We don't try to boil the ocean. We don't try to fix all the problems in, you know, in higher ed, but we really feel like that we've got the college presidents on board. We've got the business community on board. So this is sort of the, the focus to keep, you know, hopefully get Virginia back to number one state to do business. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right about the internships, and, and they helped set me apart from all the thousands of other people who were rushing to get into government or rushing to get into media, the two places that I've focused over, over the years. And, you know, if, if a young person is willing to do that work, that's great. Has, has it been a hard sell, though, with some of these businesses, especially with the, you know, the paid element and yeah, so I've, I've talked question. to a couple of friends uh, of mine who've had internships. Yeah, and they've said they have said um, a lot of these younger people show up without the skills to work, and they don't have time to train them up. How have you dealt with that? Yeah, it's a great question. Number one, we have developed both a business and student modules uh, for the business, and most businesses are good about this. But if you're a small business man, you're busy. You got a million things going on. To your point. You know, even trying to, you know, how do you pay the intern? You know, uh, we actually have a staffing agency we're setting up to help them with that. But I think the key is that, you know, yeah, we have student modules that sort of help them with, man, you've got to show up on time. These are the skills you need. So hopefully those students are showing up with that. But you're right. I mean, when you talk to business a lot of times, they go, where do I go to get this internship? Uh, you know, what's available. So one of our big jobs is to make sure that higher ed is talking to business and making sure we're linking those things up. So a real quick example, John, is, you know, you know, almost all jobs are small business jobs. And so one of the things we've set up is the Innovative Internship Fund and Senator, Senator, Senator Donovan and myself put that in. We were in the uh, legislature and that has about $12 million in it. But one of the things it does is that it's a small business stipend. So if you're a small business, uh, then you can get sort of half of that internship paid for, which is really, really helpful to them because a lot of them obviously need, need that kind of incentive. And, and I think that's a really smart investment. And so very excited about that. I think that will really make the difference. We've also set up a staffing agency, which I've talked about, where they can get a lot of the paperwork done. By that, so we're trying to make it easy for the small business. We need a universal portal where a business and a student can go there and uh, match up. And we also need campus internship centers on college campuses that have one focus, and that's getting that internship with those local businesses. And they're measured by how well they do that, not what they say they're doing, but how well they're doing that. Well, that that sounds like a very good program, and will will help. Uh keep us competitive here and i'm about to run out of time but i feel like it would be wrong not to ask you for your snap assessment uh you know looking at these elections across the state what do you think of the uh, republican chances democrat chances here in central virginia and then wider across virginia what's interesting i've been through so many election cycles uh, certainly not going to be a wave on either side you can see that pros and cons if he got a popular governor which is good for republicans unpopular president i'll tell you i don't think the last three weeks helped us i think it really comes down to the candidates you've recruited i recruited forever so you're going to have you know you've gone to about 10 key races and the quality of your candidate how many doors they've knocked on i mean i did eight thousand doors my last campaign i had a plus five democrat district uh, so uh, it's really going to come down to that. I mean, and, you know, 
we'll see. I, I think it could go either way, candidly. Uh, I kid Todd Gilbert all really? the time, though. Uh, that that if he loses, my portrait goes to the back. So he, he's got to win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You want a little more face time up there at the front yeah, of the, you know, of the house been up chamber. There two years. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the former Speaker of the House of Delegates and all-around great person. I'm so excited about your role as the head of the Virginia Business Higher Education Council, Kirk Cox. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. All right, 716. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 